0: Safm 104 to 107 nationwide,
1: leading the conversation. Hashtag SAFM headspace.
0: Let's synchronize our watches. My time says it's 11 minutes after 10. Let's begin with a story, and dare I say, this is a very uncomfortable story to handle because it is a story about a character side of us as south africans that should never come out this animalistic behavior of butchering one another is really not what we're supposed to be doing but we're going to be having this conversation it is important that we deal even with the uncomfortable conversations so the headspace will tonight pay special attention to our country and we are going to try best to find solutions if any and so the show is a bit heavy, and we are going to confront this scourge of violence in our country head on. Firstly, we are going to talk about the community members of the uh, is Connaught Estate in Elsie's Refere, in Cape Town, where an eight-year-old Tasneef van Weyck's body was found in Worcester on a Wednesday night. Yes, you know the story. If you don't, you heard me right. It's eight years old was last seen two weeks ago while walking to the shops in Ravensmead. A 54-year-old suspect who was arrested earlier this week in Craddock in the Eastern Cape was brought to Cape Town last night and led detectives to the body. He's expected to appear in the Goodwood Magistrates Court on Friday on the charge of murder. And again, a 50-year-old man suspected of killing his four children. Yeah. His four children appeared at the Machelberg Magistrates Court near Burgersfort in Limbobo today. Villagers of Kapasha Sinatul uh, uh, in Kukune uh, are still in shock following the deaths. Their mother is receiving counselling at a place of safety. And so we are joined on the line by Mr. Namana Dixon, Masimona MEC, Department of Transport and Community Safety in the Limpopo area, in Limbopo, actually. Good evening to you, MEC, and thank you for talking to us.
2: Good evening, and how are you?
0: Well, thank you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. We also do have Kayla Ann Thomas-Murray, the Western Cape Minister of Community Safety, Albert Fritz, spokesperson. Good evening to you, Kayla, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us.
3: Good evening, thank you for having me, on. A.
0: Well, we're dealing with a very uncomfortable subject, and I'm going to ask you to be as sensitive as you can um, and dealing with what we need to be frank and open and very direct, but that doesn't mean we should be insensitive in our dealing with the subject. So, that said, um, in your understanding, is this the nature of our country? Is this how and who we are, this brutish, child-molesting, child-murdering nation that eats its own? I'm going to begin with you, Kayla.
3: So I think you've highlighted in the statement there that there are socioeconomic contributors towards violence in our society. So, for example, if you grow up in an environment where you're deprived of certain resources, such as food, such as education, such as money for school books, you might, as a result of that, be limited in the opportunities that you have later on in life and you may, as a result of that, also resort to criminality. Otherwise, if you're brought up in a situation where, for example, sexual violence is the norm, it's very difficult to break out of that mindset. How do you know if you were brought up as a child in that environment as an adult later in life that that's actually wrong? So when I say that there are economic contributors to violence, to rape, to murder, they there are more, when we look at this, we need to consider that it's multifaceted. So, for example, from the Western Cape government side, we realize that we are not going to tackle crime in our province without first directly addressing these Contributes to crime, which is why the Western Cape Safety Plan aims to roll out numerous programs aimed at violence prevention, including the First Thousand Days Program for women and children, including extending after hours um, at schools, and including the expansion of the highly successful Christmas program, which reforms youth at risk.
0: Hold on, Kayla. Forgive me for interrupting. There, are you suggesting that perhaps these murders are because of poverty?
3: Poverty can be a contributing factor
0: to murder. In that,
3: if, in that, if you have limited resources, you may resort to criminal behavior.
0: I understand criminal not, behavior in general. What I'm trying to establish is murder and murder of children. How does mm. your state of economic affluence relate with you killing children?
3: My point is that there are myriad factors, poverty being one.
0: Yeah, I understand. I, I totally agree with you. I'd like you to help me understand how poverty would contribute to murder of children. While I understand that as a thesis, it, it, it makes sense, I totally understand, in other in- situations, but in this situation, a situation where you'd kill children, I'm not quite sure if the economy or your economic status does have a direct or even indirect relationship.
3: Okay. Well, you're very right in saying that poverty in itself does not result in people killing children. I mean, that's 100% correct. But in situations where you are deprived, you're more likely to commit criminal behavior. There are numerous studies to back that up. And of course, as I said before, there are numerous other variables which correlate with criminality and child murder.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And you're totally right. And, and we're not even going to contest that, that, that research is out and it's, un, it's uncontested. But what I'm do, I, I do wish that we have zoom into and focus on is on this child abuse that has mm. now escalated to child murder, infanticide, or mm. uh, shall I say this butchering of our young, of our future as though th- 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 there is something that could justify it. Is there research that could explain why a father, for example, could ch- kill all four of his children? Why a man, a grown man, almost being a grandfather, would kill mm-hmm. an eight-year-old child? Is there ever a reason that, that could ever explain it? Forget justified,
3: just explain it. There is nothing that can justify harming a child.
0: I understand. Is there an explanation, though, in your understanding?
3: Of course, there are numerous factors. So the psychological well-being could come into it, previous trauma, having been a victim of sexual abuse. These are the sort of things that would contribute in such cases.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I'm going to take a break and come back. When I come back, I'd like to bring in the MEC. And uh, the MEC was in court where the man appeared in court today. So I'd like to hear his take first, and then uh, we'll get into um, his understanding of what perhaps could be the cause of all of this. We're trying to play doctor in a very public uh, form to try and understand is in is it possible for us to understand, to to comprehend, why, why a grown man who is supposed to be protecting children would harm them? MAC will come back to you after the break. Stand by.
4: Across South Africa, online and on radio, S A F M. Let's talk.
0: So now we turn our attention to the MEC, Mr. Namana Dixon Masamuna, MEC for the Department of Transport and Community Safety in Limpopo. The MEC was in court where the man appeared. Uh, good evening to you once again, MEC. So first and foremost, your, your, your view. What is your personal view on this story?
2: Good evening and all to your listeners. Uh, it's a, a very uh, worrying uh, situation uh, currently. To see how <clears throat> disproportionate violence against women and children is meted by uh, men in society generally, to the extent that uh, we continue to see, you know, children and women being abused and, to some extent, being killed by those who are supposed to be protecting, loving, and, of course, uh, taking care uh, of them. Understandably, one could characterize. Uh, this situation as, you know, uh, well-expressed uh, features of uh, uh, patriarchy that founds expression in the cultural and as well as uh, social norms around which a lot of uh, people is generally in society get uh, socialized and therefore they think that they are entitled uh, to, you know, women and children as their properties. Uh, they own, they can do whatever they do at any given time. Uh, these are some, for me, of the factors which uh, do contribute to uh, this uh, situation. I think that the center of these matters uh, is patriarchy, which uh, is a bit of a, a, a real a challenge and a problem, which of course to be confronted. But to a large extent, it is a, a matter which uh, is really totally... Uh, unacceptable because uh, notwithstanding that reality, people know that we are not a banana republic. We have an overarching uh, law based on the jurisprudence of our republic where human rights uh, is at the center of us looking after uh, the nation and after looking after each other. So the moment you actually to cross the line and do something wrong that violates other people's rights, you understandably know that uh, you are crossing the line, you are no longer you know enjoying your social economic space as you are supposed to be and therefore continuing to make lives of other people uh, miserable so these are some of the uh, realities which uh, we are beginning to uh, to see and that is why today we had to attend uh, this court hearing where a 50 years old man who understandably is uh, we are told that uh, this man is an advocate uh, uh, by qualifications mm-hmm. a lawyer by profession uh, who did a horrible thing? I mean, uh, uh, slaughtering four of your own children, you. two years, four years, six years. Uh, the eldest is eight years old. He's totally unexplainable uh, from what we have really seen uh, today in uh, yeah. that part of the province in the Skukuna area around yeah. Mecklenbeck magistrate court, yes.
0: Yeah, so uh, do we know exactly the circumstances around the killing of these children? Was there anything that was presented before court that would explain why he did it?
2: Well uh, today he just appeared uh, uh, for the first time after we were able to, you uh, know, get a very strong team of police uh, task team that worked around the clock until he got arrested. So there was no, uh, uh, you know, discussion today in court. Uh, the case was just uh, reminded uh, and the man remained in custody until the 28th of May, when most probably uh, details will be embarked upon in terms of uh, real discussions where. We will be in a better position to hear from his side as he speaks as to exactly what could have led to uh, him making such a horrible uh, decision of just uh, slaughtering his uh, uh, children like uh, like animals.
0: Yeah. So when 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 he appeared before court today, uh, did you see a person who is repentant who feels bad for what he has done? Uh, what did you pick up? What was your sense? I understand this may not be scientific, but just your impression. What did you see?
2: Yeah, when I was uh, seated next to uh, to his father, uh, and when you look at uh, both of them, the father uh, looked uh, a bit, uh, you know, healthy, but uh, this man appeared as if it is the other way around, as if he's a father to his own father. He wow. to me i could see uh, yeah an evil man walking uh, the the floor of the magistrate court yeah because uh, i couldn't really fathom what really went uh, through his mind at the time when he took this decision what told uh, from uh, what uh, preliminarily was uh, reported to me was that uh, this man uh, intercepted the kids from school he Uh, It's like there were some issues and the kids were not necessarily staying with him anymore. They were transported from their mother's place to school. So he intercepted them from their transport and asked them from the the, the taxi owner that they must via my place. And as the father understandably, they couldn't uh, suspect anything. Mm -hmm. So you can see that uh, this man uh, made a very clear decision. It's not something that happened instantly. Uh, Very clearly he planned and uh, but as you say, what type of person did I see? I really saw an evil man uh, walking the the floors of uh, the magistrate court.
0: Okay, all right, all right. The lines are open. I'd like to hear your take. South Africa eight nine one one zero four two zero seven zero eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. What do you see here in yourself as a people? Um When I look at myself. As a member of the society, I cannot help but wonder, is this who we have become now? Have we become this animalistic society that butchers its own? It really bothers me, and I'm not quite sure if I'm being honest with myself when I say, perhaps, perhaps, just maybe... We are not what we think we are. We are not who we think we are. Let's go to the voice notes before we have our guests wrap up. Go ahead, Phineas.
1: Hi, Nayan South Africans. Eddie from Mubake Foundation in Underseris. It's a sad story indeed. My condolences to the family. You know, um, I agree with the state president that we need to employ a lot of social workers, especially in our communities, so that we can have, you know, your... um, your uh, community centers, where people will go when they, they are overburdened, so that they can get assistance. Um, this act was not supposed to be like that. How do you do it? with the first child, how do you react? You know it's so painful. And also the policemen who were in charge of this really need to be to, they need to account because the lady said she went to the police station to report, to report her husband how abusive the man was and um, maybe we need also to get into that as well you know I never thought I'll comment on this I'm, I'm so hurt thank you very much
0: all right thank you very much too, Phineas I want to read some texts those of you who have sent some texts on our whatsapp line I'm gonna read those now one reads this government must close down abortion clinics this is murder this country is under a curse Murder is a sin in the Bible. If you violate God's Ten Commandments, lawlessness will stay until this government repents and turn from their wicked ways. God will heal our land. Okay, this person uh, did not tell us what his or her name is. Thank you very much, nonetheless, for your text. And the text, uh, okay, it's a series of them. And I'm not quite sure if you want us to read everything here. Okay, let me read the first one. It reads, uh, It is with utter flabbergast to take note of how oblivious and nonchalant the meaning of life has become to criminal content and intention that innocent people who have no concern or malicious intent to harm anyone are sidelined when being victimized by criminals and all earnest seek to justify the wrong by creating a scenario of events to the run-up to the intent of dead, of deed. Okay, slightly convoluted. Please forgive me. There's five of these. One, two, three, four. I cannot read all five. Please just send one I can read, please, sir or madam. Now, the text reads, How do you explain a murder of an eight-year-old by 50 year 54-year-old, though? I think death penalty should be brought back. Katleho and Bloom. Okay. Okay. Now the text reads, Subjecting the natives of this country to the same passive societal role as was the case under colonial rule cannot induce us to respect ourselves, especially men. Sonny. Bloemfontein. Okay, Sonny. Now the text reads, I am out of words. This guy must be handed, hanged, honestly. I'm sad from Mubango. Okay, Mbango." Right, um, uh, 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 Kayla, would you like to respond, and then I'll give the MEC an opportunity to respond as well.
3: Sorry, I was actually cut off because I was having sound difficulties. Could you please remind me of the
0: question? No, these are not questions. The the the, the, the comments that were just I uh, just read out right now. Are you able to co- to respond to the comments I've just read oh. out right now? Uh, I think
3: the important thing to remember is that we need to allow the natural course of justice to take it apart. So currently, SAPs are investigating the issue, um, and they do need the buy-in of the entire community. I think this is important to note because oftentimes there is a lack of trust in the SAPs, and this could be due to corruption or lack of responsiveness, but then at the same time, communities feel scared to come forward and to share any information that can have these um, the the guilty parties arrested. So I think it's really important that we firstly allow that to do the work that they need to do in this investigation to ensure that the guilty party is arrested and convicted. And secondly, that community members come forward with any information that they have because the investigation is ongoing. So I just want to make a call out here that if anyone has any information related to the case of sacs from date that they should come forward and report such to their local SACS station
0: or they can call Crime Stop on O eight six hundred 600 triple one. Okay, thank you very much, Kayla. Let uh, me your closing remarks.
2: Well, uh, what I can say is that uh, today when I was uh, in court, when this matter of uh, allegations about uh, uh, the murder having, uh, having gone to the police station to raise this matter, I did. Fortunately, I was with the provincial commissioner, so I did... Uh, uh, give them a very clear indication that uh, they need to follow up on this matter, investigate the date on which uh, the mother came to the police station, so that a thorough report could be produced on the basis of which we will be able to have to uh, take uh, an appropriate uh, decision. But above that, I think for me, uh, what is required very importantly is to look at, you know, a comprehensive uh, approach uh, based on multifaceted. You know, response and as well as uh, uh, possible uh, prevention so that we can be able to pay the necessary attention to uh, various uh, sides of uh, possible gender-based violence uh, as society and, of course, working together uh, with them as government so that we can intensify uh, those necessary activities and programs. This matter for me and any other cases that are happening in our province and elsewhere in the country, are a demonstration that uh, uh, there is a need for us to really be very firm and very tough in restoring law and order in society because these are symptoms of uh, lawlessness that is beginning to uh, creep into society until it actually erodes the moral base uh, of, uh, of government and safety and security. So we need to work very hard uh, through the necessary systems in government to restore uh, law and order so that uh, uh, our people in the country uh, begin to understand and appreciate the veracity with which we're dealing with matters of crime and criminality and as well as uh, issues of uh, gender-based violence. So the review of uh, the policy and as well as the legislation to become a little bit more tougher, uh, for me, it's very important. I think that's what uh, we've got to be able to do uh, through the necessary you know, platforms in government to take those appropriate decisions. So that at the end of the day, we must be able to restore uh, law and order because we can't hand over this country into the hands of criminals. We can't hand over this country into the hands of uh, ill-disciplined men who behave like scavengers and eat uh, their own children and make lives of people generally in the province and in the country uh, very miserable. I think we should be in a better position to move uh, to a point where uh, we become much more tougher in terms of the policies and as well as the legislation.
0: All right. Before I let you go, both of you, there's two calls we can take for you, and then I will let you go if you are a permit. Let's begin with KGM and Kimberly. Good evening, KGM.
5: Good evening, uh, Naya. Good evening to to the MEC and to the listeners. Naya, uh, a, a quick observation: there's one part of our nation that is broken, and we 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 don't only need a prayer; we we need self introspection and self re. Invention, so to speak, to wake up that sleeping necessary giant, and that giant is the family. The family fiber is gone. When I think about how I grew up as a, a young Mosarwa boy, uh, there are a lot of things that I see as doing today, and uh, that I ask myself: How, if I do this as KGM, how do I go back home? And look in the eyes of my family, my relatives, and everybody that makes uh, or carries uh, my name or my surname. Now, the point that I'm making is this: Now, we we are quick to build police stations. We are quick to say the law must take its course. We we cannot put the whole nation in jail. Uh, we we need to accept that we went wrong, and we need to start facing these challenges head on with solutions that are not of shifting blame, but of carrying the responsibility and going back to the drawing board. And I think we are not going to be able to do it if we are not going to rebuild the, the family structure, the family fiber, because that's where the first education, that's where the first discipline, the first association, the first relation comes from home. So if I cannot be Scared or concerned about how I represent or misrepresented my family, my surname, then there's a problem. Then it's easy for me to do anything because there's nobody that, there's nothing that embarrasses or concerns me uh, as something that can embarrass me or, or my family. Got,
0: right? it. Got it. Thank Thanks you very for much, KGM. Appreciate it, call KGM. Let's go to Claude and PE. Claude, good
4: evening. Good evening to you, Naye. Yes, sir. Uh, First time caller.
0: Ah, welcome. And, yeah, it's good to hear first-time uh,
4: follow A big follower of yours and your show. Yes, Thank I'm you, from the notorious northern areas in P.E. Okay, okay. Uh, yes, concerning these crimes uh, and I uh, hear this advocate that kill these children. Mm. Uh, I just want to give you my thoughts. It's time that we should blame the devil, right? Okay. Because I don't think uh, our loving Father, our Creator, is the cause of these heinous kinds. Okay, and 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 that is basically uh, uh, what I wanted to say. And thanks for taking my call, man.
0: Before I let you go, Claude, how how is it the devil responsible? Uh,
4: uh, the the devil is the cause of death, first of all. Okay, uh, uh, I believe, and you don't necessarily have to believe this i believe that our creator jehovah is life-giving he is the creator of life and the devil i blame is the cause of death
0: okay all right even though even though Okay, perhaps that's a conversation for another time, uh, another yeah. day even. Thank you very much, Claude. appreciate your call. You're
4: welcome. Thank you.
0: All right, let's leave it right there on that note. Um, um, we're going to part ways with our guests, um, unless you, there, there's something you'd like to respond to in these two calls, Kayla? Kayla's gone. uh Amici, are you still there?
2: Yes, I'm still around. Uh, Is there something I you'd like I, to respond to? Yeah, just to compare with... Uh, Uh, what uh, one uh, caller said, that we need to work very hard uh, generally as government and society to restore the basic uh, unit of society being the family in terms of uh, structures and systems because it's true that there is evidence uh, that shows that uh, the majority of uh, families throughout the country including even our province, quality parenting has indeed uh, uh, collapsed and the resulting effect therefore that we release uh, you know, young children into communities, generally into society, is a bit of a, a real issue. So we need to uh, go back to basics as we also tighten the policy and the laws, uh, but also retreat back to this uh, basic unity of society and see how we can, of course, uh, begin to restore uh, the structures and the systems in a manner that uh, families can become a first real quality point of contact in terms of upbringing and as well as proper, you know, moral uh, teachings and as well as restoration of uh, basic values uh, that will be very beneficial to communities and society in general.
0: MEC, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. really appreciate your time. Good night. Mr. Amana Dixon, as MEC uh, for Department of Transport and Community Safety in Limbobo and also we did have Kayla Ann Thomas-Murray the Western Cape Minister of Community Safety Albert Fritz, spokesperson talking to us on these heinous murders and they are so bad that we are talking about men who are supposed to be protectors who in this case were violators and the villains in this story we should be hanging
3: our heads in shame.